Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast. Thank you for joining me yet again. This week, I have a powerful and super relevant topic coming to you. Black Breastfeeding Week is this week, and I'm super glad my friend Royal reached out to talk about this subject. She shares the stats on what Black women are facing when it comes to childbirth and breastfeeding in America. Her heart and her passion is to inform and serve those in her community. So let me tell you a little bit more about her. Royal Hunt was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. As the youngest of five girls, she began her journey at a very young age when her family would take yearly mission trips to Africa, where she would see women giving birth in the most horrible hospital conditions. She attended Green Canyon University, where she received a bachelor's in science in family and human development and public health. After getting married and immediately getting pregnant, she did her research on the best hospital with the best nurses. She told her doctor her plan, but it wasn't until she got to the hospital where she realized that he had other plans, resulting in an unnecessary C-section. Her birth experience really opened her eyes, and in 2017, she decided to attend the Indie Birth of School Midwifery, where she studied the holistic method and patient and infant care. She's recently relocated to Omaha, Nebraska, and is here to fight for the rights of all mothers to give birth at home. She is a powerhouse and a wealth of information. Her passion for home birth and serving women in a community type setting is just contagious. And I can't wait to share this episode with you. But before we get into the episode, have you registered for your 60-minute birth prep session with me yet? No matter what type of birth you're planning on, or if you have no idea what type of birth you're wanting, this is for you. We can talk and dream about your birth, go over the options you have, and make sure that the decisions you are making are matching with the expectations you have. Now, I have women trying to figure out what location they want to birth in, how to prepare their mind and their body for birth. Maybe they just need to unpack previous birth trauma and they want to talk more about all of the many, many options out there. Well, I will tell you this is a worthwhile hour that you won't want to miss out on. So go to bit.ly slash birth prep session and schedule today. Now let's get into the show. This is a different kind of podcast. I'm a different kind of nurse and a different kind of doula. Hey there, my name is Alan McLean and I want to welcome you to the Empowered Birth Podcast. My mission here is to encourage you to strive for the best birth experience possible, knowing full well birth is unpredictable, but also knowing that you are powerful and you are able to make the best decisions for you. You're going to get information you won't hear in your basic childbirth education class, as well as stories of women and birth professionals who are stepping into their power and birthing their way. You're going to get all the information you need to confidently navigate your journey from pregnancy to postpartum. This podcast is for the woman who is wanting a natural childbirth, but feeling unsure in her ability to. She doesn't know her options and she's feeling overwhelmed, looking for a guide. Is this you? Then stick around. You're exactly where you should be. 
Hi, Royal. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to talk with you more. And I think that this is a super relevant and important topic as this is Black Breastfeeding Week. So I'm really excited to dive in and just hear what you have to say and learn from you. So could you just start out, introduce yourself and let us know how you got involved in the birth world and how you became passionate about this subject. Well, hi everyone and hello. And uh, I'm just, I don't know, like, I don't know how I really all got started into birth. I, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a doctor. My mom always told me I was gonna be a doctor. So when I looked at how much schooling it was for being a doctor, I was like, oh, that's a little overwhelming. What's like something shorter that I could do? My mom's a children's pastor at a church. And so I used to always volunteer with the babies. That was my favorite thing to do. And a lot of those parents used to always ask me to babysit. And I really got all of my training and knowing how to do what I do with children through my church and through babysitting. So that's when I kind of changed my mind about maybe I should be midwife. Midwife, you know, you'll get into the field a lot quicker than most people. You only really just need your high school diploma and I can just go ahead and get my certification. So that's what I really was looking into. But then I graduated high school and then I did a trip where I went to El Salvador and I got to meet all these wonderful women and all these midwives. And it was such a blessing to be there, witness births, And that's when I came back to the States and was like, okay, I'm going to get my degree and then I'm going to go straight into being a midwife. And so that's pretty much what I did. (laughs) I went to Grand Canyon University where I got a double minor in public health and youth and family services. That was really what I was looking into. And then I really, when it came to school, I really wanted to be in more in a holistic setting. So luckily I lived in Arizona at the time. And so I got signed up with Indie Birth, which is in Sedona, Arizona which is not too far. The women are amazing. They know exactly what they're doing because this is the training they have and have made available to the rest of the world. And I just wish a a lot more people would try to go towards that holistic set, but all all in favor of just, if you care about birth setting, you're there, you know? I love indie birth so much. They actually were a huge part in just my learning experience with my second birth going into that. And so I love that you are with them and learn through them because they are truly amazing. And can you tell me a little bit about your first birth and did that have any impact on your beliefs surrounding birth or change any ideas that you have? So my first birth was when I was around 17. It was when I was in El Salvador and it was a woman and this was her ninth child and I was just like nine kids wow like God has truly blessed her but this is also a very sad story because we got a call at around two o'clock in the morning saying that she was in labor she was only she was only 28 weeks so very early delivery um it was four midwives three student midwives and a doctor and so the midwives kind of go in and do an assessment and They see bloody show, they see the bucus plug, and they're just like, okay, maybe this is time. So the nearest hospital we that was nearby was 200 miles away. So we had to do with the best we could. And 
I'm there and I'm, you know, talking to this woman and I'm reading her the Bible and I'm saying, you know, God wouldn't, you know, let you do this by yourself. She had her 17 year old daughter, which I was like, wow, we're the same age, you know, just kind of calming her through the situation. We got her everything she needed. She eventually had the baby. The doctor was there, luckily. And we got transport right away to the hospital. But that just really put into my mind, like, midwives come first because we really specialize in this, like, the more natural way of giving birth rather than slapping you on a table and giving you a number and coming in and going to the doctor's office and not having a real face conversation. Just, okay, you're the next one up. But, you know, when midwives, it's like, really, they come into your home. They, you know, sit you down. Hi, how are you? Let's get you some water. Let's put your feet up. Let's have you in a more comfortable setting. And I feel like in America, at least, it's failed. That's why, like, my grandmother and my mother and myself were all born at home. And I wanted that for my children. But I, I feel like that opportunity was taken away from me by doctors who felt that they could take 100% control of my birth and that's what made me go into the field I am now I want women to have the best birth they possibly could want whether it's hopped up on drugs if they want to or the most breathable air in a comfortable setting way I just wanted to kind of get into like the more history of why I am a midwife especially being African-American my grandmother was actually born by a granny ma and the term granny ma or granny midwife uh translates to like more traditional black midwives they were respected throughout the community they still attended about 75 percent of the births in 1940 in southern eastern united states so like louisiana florida texas uh, from that point in the, in the mid 1900s is when you start to get more into the obstetrics, which is doctors, OBGYNs. So declined and granny moths kind of de- declined a little bit after 1960 when you got these ads on TV about it's so much better to give birth in a hospital. You're in a secluded area. No one's in the room. You're not overcrowded by children that you that are in the household. It's a nice breathable you're assisted 24 hours a day by nurses and so and so. So that's what really turned that community over to hospital setting. When you get people like, you know, the African American community who they that's what they do. They just stay in their community and they get everything from everybody and it's just like a giant family. These women did, you know, over and beyond what the OBGYN community couldn't. But they were taken out by, I would say, big media giants. And that's kind of what has contributed to the, you know, Black death mortality. You see a lot more nowadays, hopefully, which I pray, with people wanting to give birth at home. I feel like every woman should have at least the opportunity to give birth at home, whether there is some kind of discrepancy in the beginning of the pregnancy and you know families like this that have been like affected by the black maternal death rate like you know famous women like Serena Williams who you know suffered almost like an an epilism and she literally had to say something to her nurses for them to believe her. A woman like Kara Johnson who died on the operating table due to the neglect of, of the doctor team 
she was bleeding for hours and hours her husband was asking for mri scans and it took them hours to even get her into an mri and even performing any kind of surgery at that point it was too late and then recently we have she asia washington from brooklyn new york who died also on the operating table before she even got to see her daughter chloe these are all just sad instances that us as midwives could have caught way earlier than doctors. And it's just a shame that these women had to lose their lives due to the neglect of the obstetrics organization, the doctors. It's just, it's, birth should not bring any fear or pain. It should be a happy, joyous moment before and after. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I mean, those stories, they're truly, truly heartbreaking. And it's, it's so sad, even like the advocacy part um, was so lacking. Well, the listening to the advocate, like the husband begging for, you know, a CT scan and hours go by and nothing. It's just truly, truly heartbreaking. And absolutely, you're so right about like midwifery is very much of a holistic approach. And when you are looking at a woman as a whole person, mind, body, spirit, soul, emotions, you know, all all of it, you are going to catch a lot more things than if you're just looking for pathological issues that may come up and then treating those issues before there's even an issue, which creates issues, right? And we all know like that cascade of event. And then on top of that, when we have that type of mindset and we're not thinking the mom knows what she's talking about. And then on top of that, you know, if there's any sort of prejudice going on, then we could be missing so much. So you are spot on with that. And I just love your history as well. Just going back to that, like that your grandma and your mom and you like all born at home and granny midwives Seriously, if you guys listening have not read the history of Granny Midwives, midwifery in America is totally influenced, and we wouldn't have midwifery in America without the Granny Midwives. It's truly an amazing history. So yeah, can you tell me some things that may be influencing this extremely high mortality rate in black women in America, right? I I just read a study up to six times the death rate in black women compared to white women. Can you explain why is this even happening in America? I have various reasons just because I read an awful lot, but one article that I have read that really poked out to me and it was about John Hopkins and how back in the day, roughly around 1860, they would actually test the pain tolerance on black women versus white women. And back then in 1860, blacks were still the slaves. So they had the permission of the slave owners to take these black women and test their their pain tolerance. They would cut them open with no anesthetic they would start just pulling certain organs out and wait until something happens. All these women died. But then a doctor conclusively made a a decision to say that Black women's tolerance of pain is much higher than white women. So there's, that's where most doctors get, oh, Black women can tolerate pain longer than men, so than white women. So 
let's not believe them when they come in and they say they're experiencing pain. That's just horrific. And do you think that there could be people who maybe are subconsciously thinking this and not so much like overtly? I know there's a lot of great OBGYNs out there, a lot of great nurses out there. And so what is it that is so hard for us to believe that when a woman says she's in pain, that she's really in pain? Well, there's been a long history with Black, like just Black people in general, with the war on drugs and everything that's going on is that these doctors are just like, well, she might be hopped on on something. I don't know what it is. You know, Blacks are not all of them, but in, they do live in, you know, impoverished neighborhoods. So what happens in these impoverished neighborhoods, drugs, crime, that's what these doctors are getting it from. They're just not putting, they're leaving the person in the ghetto or in that hood and they're just like not understanding where they're coming from. So, I mean, I've had it happen to me, especially with my first, I saw a doctor for my first because, you know, I just wanted to make sure that my body was ready. I really just felt like another number to him and that when I told him I was in pain, it was just something he kind of brushed off. He was like, okay, I'll come back later. I didn't see him for six hours, Mm. you know, And my husband was asking me, you know, how's your pain tolerance? How's this? How's that? And I'm just like, I'm in pain and I need a doctor to come in and and help me. What positions can I do that can, you know, help me get out of any kind of sort of pain? And yes, my husband has been my supportive rock, but we should, we are paying these doctors and they are trying to kill us and it's not okay. I feel Mm -hmm. like we need to bring so much light into this problem not just in America, because it's not just happening here. It's happening everywhere. That's an, I mean, that's a heavy, heavy thing to even, you know, think about and consider. But that's, again, why midwifery and the model of care is just so much different. So when you are speaking about this and talking to Black women about their birth choices, how are you speaking to them about midwifery and OBGYNs and just their options when it comes to this? Do women even know (laughs) that they are? I don't believe some women even understand what a midwife is. And I'm talking the Black community just because they just go to the doctor because that's what they've been told. Either their insurance doesn't take midwifery, like a midwife, or they just feel like it's too expensive. Think about this. In the state of Nebraska, a midwife makes roughly between births between $3,800 and $4,000. But a doctor who obviously has long training, he's making about $25,000 to $80,000 if you have a C-section off of a birth. Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. So that's a very large gap. And the difference between my son and my daughter's birth completely different. I had various midwives with the se- with my second. I really felt that, and me and my husband had planned to have a midwife. We were like, we have to have one. Like, I can't, I'm not going with anything else. I don't want a doctor. If they do have like a doctor consulting, that's fine. I'll talk to him. But I want my birth mainly to be dealt with midwives. And I had the best midwives. I had two, they were great. Names were Tiffany and Ramona from Arizona. They're from Mom Dog Midwives. And Mm -hmm. they were just so 
loving and they were just so amazing especially when my son came out they were like oh he's a big boy I'm like oh how big is he and they were like 11 pounds I was like oh my goodness (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) wow that is awesome so what do you talk about home birth then is that something in the black community that's even considered or um looked at nowadays yes I've seen it more often than usual I see a lot more black families choosing home birth just because of what they're seeing in the news it's scaring them to death and I can see that there are a lot of midwives out there that are talking about it Sharif she's one of she's like the mother midwife of for black she's the reason one another reason why I became a midwife is because of her she was is also very holistic also, there's a midwife out of Atlanta. Her name is Angelina. She's amazing. She's a certified nurse midwife, and she serves the Black community in Atlanta, Georgia. She talks about mostly why Black women need to start choosing home birth and that you have a choice. You don't have to go to a doctor. I can give you the same care for half the cost. Half the cost and more what you want. I understand the pain, but we can get through this. She's a very positive woman. Very, very positive. Well, it just goes to show you how powerful propaganda is because it's not like the mortality rate of, you know, mothers and children were super high when they started deciding to go to hospitals. You know, the biggest influence was that propaganda. So are we going to make decisions on our bodies based on what we're hearing just from the news and you know by what other medical professionals are saying are we going to make it out of informed decision making and looking at the stats and looking at what type of outcome you want for your birth and you know what support is needed and what location you know there's so much to think through and so many women are listening to the the propaganda of well hospital is the safest not for everyone you know yes (laughs) not for everyone so that's what I and that's what I tell people all the time like you know hospital versus not for everybody if you are that one person who just can't honestly tolerate pain I highly recommend you just go to a doctor you have a scheduled c-section you get it get it over with but if you really want a real I don't say a real birth experience but a, a birth that you tried at least tried then every birth after that is going to be amazing. Right. Yeah, it is. a Each birth does get a lot, a lot easier. I am hoping for that. I had my first vaginal birth with my second daughter. I had a C-section with my first. And it was so long and very, very intense. So I'm hoping <laughs> with my third child that it's much easier. But Easier um, to just slides right on right. out. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. I'm manifesting <laughs> that experience. <laughs> yeah. But can you talk a little bit about how your birth experience, since this is Black Breastfeeding Week, right? Yes. What influences are going into the rates of breastfeeding? And can you talk about even the rates of breastfeeding in the Black community? Is location oh, and your birth experience impacting that? And then what other influences? Yeah, absolutely. So, Black Breastfeeding Week was created because over 40 years ago, there was a gradual racial disparity in breastfeeding rates. You know, most of the CDC's data shows that 75% of white women have breastfed versus 58% of Black women and 80% for Hispanics. The fact that this racial disparity is initial and it eats even bigger for duration of lingering for some long reason 
enough to take some moments to actually kind of focus on the issues of where we can fix this problem, you know, fixing that high Black infant mortal uh, mortality rate. You know, Black babies are dying twice the rate in some places, nearly triple the rate as white babies. This is a fact. Uh, The high infant mortality rate among Blacks is mostly due to them being disproportionately born too small or sick or too soon. And that's why prenatal care is just so important, making sure you're taking your vitamins. I highly recommend women, especially Black women, for the first time during the first time, first time being pregnant, taking your prenatal vitamins, eating the best you can, drinking enough water, just small things that you didn't think about that you need to do now because you're growing a human inside of you, you know? I just also feel that getting your mind right during pregnancy is also another thing. I also recommend first-time mothers join mother, like a mother group so they can get other perspectives on what not to do during birth or what not to do during, you know, pregnancy. It's, you know, motherhood is, is a community. Whether you've had a miscarriage or stillborn, you're still part of this community. And I 100% believe that we can all have better health care if we start sharing the information and not just reading it and doing it for yourself. Sharing that information is 100% the reason why I am like going out there and I I, every time I see a pregnant person, I talk to them. I'm say, you know, how are you feeling? I know us, that I, I feel like people like, this is a weird lady coming up to me and asking me how I'm feeling. Like, I get people asking me this all the time and they start rubbing my belly. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. But I'm like, how do you feel on the inside? You know, are you getting the net, your necessary, you know, nutrients? I remember when I was pregnant with my first, my mother was on me on all the time. She would call me you know, she was 400 miles away from me, so she really couldn't, like, come over and, like, make my meals, but she was, you know, asking me how am I feeling, like, what am I eating, am I doing my daily exercise, just something, showing that you care actually really takes an increase into life expectancy for yourself and your baby, you know, I also wanted to talk about, like, you know, the high rate of the diet-related diseases, like, type 2 diabetes, asthma, sudden infant death syndrome, high blood pressure, which can cause preeclampsia or eclampsia, which can be deadly in women and deadly to babies. These are some issues that are rampant in, my, in our community, and breastfeeding is the best preventative medicine na- uh, nature could provide. Lack of diversity in the lactation field. I believe only about 8% of the lactation community are actual pe- either people of color or Black. That is really low. That is extremely low. And they also include midwives into this because midwives have to take an annual training of about 200 hours a year so they can get certified in in lactation consulting. 8%, we can do better than that. Not only are they blatant racial disparities in the breastfeeding rates, this is a blatant disparity in Black and just leadership, period. It is not debatable that breastfeeding advocacy is a white female led and this is a problem for one it's ultimately perpetuated that common misconceptions that black women don't breastfeed i can honestly say no because my mom told me i was breastfed until i was 18 months and i was like whoa that's a long time until i did it with my son 
it also means that many of the lactation professionals, although well-intended, are not culturally competent or sensitive uh, to the sensitive to the relevant of African American women. So they don't understand where they're coming from. I just also wanted to bring up the unique cultural barriers among Black women. Some women really just do feel trapped. Breastfeeding should be universal, absolutely 100%. But if there is some kind of discrepancy going on as far as being mistreated, then most Black women turn away from that kind of stuff and kind of go towards more of the formula route, which I'm not saying formula is terrible or bad because having a fed baby is the best. But breastfeeding just has so many you fighting off allergies and so many benefits mm-hmm. of the word that you want to, and also sharing a bond while breastfeeding is amazing. I'm not saying, you know, my husband always finds my hus- my sons and my relationship so jealous just because he always loves to just lash onto me and just hold me. And he's like, well, I didn't get to breastfeed. I was just like, well, you, I gave you a bottle a couple times and you know, that's, where women and children get their bond is just through the simpleness of feeding and you know last thing I want to talk about is the like desert like conditions in our community many African-American communities are food first food uh, desert zones which means basically the closest healthy food is probably 10 15 20 miles away it is coined as many urban neighborhoods I've, I've visited where women cannot access support best for food for breastfeeding. I've had many conversations with women who, and I asked them, okay, are you going to go the breastfeeding route or, you know, what's something that you wanted to work on? And a lot of them were, I want to try to breastfeed as long as I can, but I do not have access to the foods that will help me with my milk. So what I was doing every week is I was going on a grocery trip and I was dropping off groceries off at these women's homes and letting them know this is the foods you need to start looking at when you want to really over lactate in order to provide for your baby. And you don't get a lot of that services with doctors. And that's why midwifery really put me in towards that direction is because I'm really a, a scout for my community when I'm doing this. Oh, that's so beautiful. And yeah, so, so needed. We actually live in a urban neighborhood and in a food desert. And it is difficult. (laughs) I actually had never heard of food desert before we moved to this area, but they exist. And it's so hard finding even like organic food or just a wide variety of fruits and vegetables, even vitamins. They're just so much harder to find. So you really do have to drive 20, 25 minutes to find a wider variety of health foods. And it definitely impacts, you know, a woman and that's, it, that's hard. Um, so what's your vision for how the mortality rate for infants and maternal can decrease right in America and what is your vision for how the breastfeeding rates can come up and and be higher what are some things that can be done or 
just practically speaking, you know, with, with the community aspect, I love when you talked about the community and just how important that is, yeah. just what's your vision? What, what are you doing from here? I would love to hear more of your heart and, and what some next steps are. I believe the United States has definitely taken a step into making sure all women can breastfeed and that's legalizing it. You can do it in a public and private space. I can go outside and breastfeed my daughter or my son with no problem. Nobody asking me or telling me anything. You know, you wouldn't cover yourself when you're eating. I mean, obviously with COVID-19 going on, uh, we still have to wear masks. But when you're breastfeeding a baby, you're helping your baby fight infections. You're helping your baby, you know, not get sick during this time. And you're building that immune system. You know, my goal is for every woman to have choice. I believe that in my community, uh, we don't have choice. We just go one size fits all. And that's not true. It's just not. And I just want people to get the information that they need in order to have a good freeing experience when it comes to birth and not feel trapped. Yeah, that's beautiful. So talk to me about conversations and just maybe how to start a conversation with a woman and asking her about her choices and just being very sensitive to, you know, cultural differences and needs. And yeah, yeah, just a little bit on that. I always like to go a little bit of history. I always ask, do you remember, you know, your mother talking to you about what she did with you? You know, everyone's situation is different. Some people come from adoptive homes. So obviously they were most likely bottle fed and what kind of experience they want to share with their children. That's also what I like to go into as far as getting to know my clients. I really do love the fact that these women open up to me and really want to have a specific plan. And, you know, sometimes plans don't always go the way they go, but at least we strive for something and we try to achieve it. Yeah, that's so true. I just did an episode on birth planning (laughs) and it's so relevant to this because truly not always is it going to go the way you can want, want, but you can still have, you know, a lot of control over the decisions you're making. So, and not handing them away to anybody else. So really education I see is kind of a theme throughout this whole episode education and choices, but you don't know your choices if you're not educated in them. In yourself, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Do you have any last thoughts or anything you'd like to add? Yeah. You know, I just, to my, you know, my white counterpart, I don't want you to feel that you have to not talk to these, us as women, people of color, just see us as any other patient or client that you have. And really go above and beyond of what you can do for us. Because if you'll do that, you're a recommendation for everybody. As soon as I got out here to Nebraska, my first client was white. And she asked me, she's like, what can I do for you? And I was just like, well, I can do anything I can for you because you're my client and I'm going to fight for you whatever you want to do. And since then, I've had her friends contact me and they're like, oh, this is an amazing black midwife. You should really talk to her. And you know, I am going to be speaking at Mantra in a couple weeks and talking to them about the Black maternal rate and see if there's anything we can do within our community to help. I'm also here for the women of Nebraska. I know I'm not going to be here for very much longer. I actually have a planned trip. I'm going to do six months 
in um, Brazil where I'm going to be learning more about like holistic treatment. And so <laughs> my husband's like, I don't want you to go. I'm like, but I have to further my information, further my my credibility in this community. And I want other women to experience other methods of what they can do during childbirth. And, you know, I'll be so happy to share this with the United States, with all these women here, and all the people who are actually just involved in this community. You know, it doesn't have to be women. My beautiful trans people, I understand that they've been, see, even as a godly person, I feel like God created us all equal. And these people feel like they are being mistreated and we don't want to leave them left out. I just pray that we all seek some kind of justice when it comes to all these things that are going on in the world right now, as far as birthing goes. And which is actually pretty cool. Now birthing at home is not so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I've actually have a meeting, well, like a talk to, to talk to Governor Ricketts to see how we can start legalizing birth at home with a certified nurse midwife so that these nurses are not just constructed to the hospital. They can actually be a servant for their community. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. It's really needed. So we both do live in Nebraska and that is something where we're one, we are the last state where home birth is illegal for a certified nurse midwife to attend, but there are still midwives who are serving women in this capacity, just not certified nurse midwives. So again, it's all about options. It's all about choices. It's about knowing um, and just being educated and knowing you are your own best advocate and having that support team around you to really support what outcomes you're looking for, what experience you're wanting. So thank you so much. I'm so excited for you and just learning in Brazil, that sounds amazing. And we're just thankful that you are here serving in our community and really just blessings on you and everybody you come in contact with and meet and change the world. So thank you so much for coming on and speaking with me today. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad Royal came on and talked on the show and shared the disturbing statistics of what is happening to Black women in America. The options are out there. The support is out there. And that's what this show is all about. If you need connections or you want to know your options, then go connect with me over on Instagram at the Empowered Birth Podcast. You can find out more about Royal and connect with her on Instagram at him, her, and them. You can click the links in the, in the description below and you can find us there. Thanks again for joining me and we'll see you next time on another episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast. Stay empowered. Thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast. I'm so excited to have you a part of the movement. And if you haven't joined our private Facebook tribe yet, go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Empowered Mamas Tribe. We would love to have you there and a part of our community. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast.